so ready. How about you? Ah, uh, man, I'm ready when I'm ready, man. I'm always built to be ready, man. I'm so happy that you actually came over to the show, man. I really appreciate it, man. Welcome to the episode, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, it. Absolutely, man. But first things first, I want the whole world to know who you are and where you live and and what you do. You know, just give us a, a little short bio. So I grew up in New York City, um, Yonkers, Westchester, to be exact. I always had a love for electronic music. Um, I started listening to electronic music when I was about maybe nine, ten. Um, my dad got me into the whole electronic music. And after that, I ventured off, started listening to other artists and made my way into dubstep. Now, to how I got my name, Aerocode, um, it's actually a pretty interesting story. <clears throat> Before I was named uh, Ubizi, just Ubizi, a uh, little simple name. I yeah, I thought of uh, with some friends and it was like, the name is cool, but like, it doesn't like, it was like pushing me to find something that's more fitting towards me. Mm. And when it comes to, I'm really good with computers and coding. So when I got the name Era Code was for, I was working on a project with a friend and I kept getting a whole bunch of Era Codes. I was like, hmm, that's something that fit towards me. So I went, ended up um, texting a friend saying, hey, how does error code sound? We went back and forth about it and he was like, show me logos and everything. And that's how I got the logo I have today. Yeah. Error code. Dude, that's so funny because um, I know a little bit of uh, C++ and JavaScript. I know a little bit. I want to say I'm as advanced as most people are. I'm, I would say intermediate um, with Python and uh, a little bit of C++. Right. No, I'm I'm beginner level beginner i never got into coding to begin with but it was like something that was a requirement for me to learn um during my college days you know my college days i like i needed to get to learn how to code i'm like why is because like oh if you want to take circuits 101 you need to take code 101 and i'm like that makes no sense but okay I don't know about you, man, but I never liked coding. I I get it. It's cool. I know how algorithm works and I know how executing a code works. And I know when a code is not working that you have to go back again and check out the values and whatnot. But I was just to me, I was like, oh, Jesus. It's like learning that that is learning a new language, to be honest. <laughs> it, it really is. And the more in depth you get into, I guess, the field of coding, the more languages, everything you see, you see how everything works in like your day to day life. Yeah. You look at something like hmm, that's coded in this and that, which is crazy to think about that, because that's exactly how most of our stuff that we do nowadays, like social media itself, it's it's a whole code. You know, and the whole phone, you know, like all it takes for you to look at your phone is like, huh, I know how this works. It has to run a certain script and then they execute it. It's like if this then that it's it's crazy. And then I remember the diagrams that, that goes, you know, the flow chart, the flow chart, basically. Yeah. So now every time there's like a social media presence or whatnot, like I kind of like see it like that. I see it like, oh, you know, if this, then that. If this doesn't work, then loop counter, go back again to its original last <laughs> statement. It's, cra it's crazy because I hated it, but it was stuck in my head the whole time. 
that I that was like, if I don't do this, if I don't pass this, like I cannot get my circuits one on one, and I cannot graduate from college. And that's like no, and and it's funny yeah. how every and how in in everyday basis you you see that you know even even when you're web browsing, there's a there's a key function that you press on that you can actually see the algorithm go detail on, on whichever web browser that you're that you're into. I you don't have know. the inspect element, right? Yeah. To- yeah, that, that. Yep, it'll like list everything on the page. It tells you what you're clicking on. And it's just, sometimes I look at inspect elements on like certain pages and just see all the codes and get fascinated by it. Be like, one day I'm going to code something really nice, like a nice web page or something, mm-hmm. uh, interactive web page for people. Like how, I don't know if they still have it, but like growing up, they had like those different type of Google's um, web pages where you can like mess with the Google um, letters and throw them around the screen and everything. I wanted to do something like that, but something with my own style with it. So, so would you, you say you said that you actually take a little bit of code, but that wasn't like your big thing, right? Like you were never, you never got into that. It was just purely music. Like what actually brought you into doing code and then switching to music? So what really brought me into code? Um, also as growing up as a kid, um, I would always go up to my dad and like watch him on his computer because he does computer repairs and pretty oh. much anything with computers. So oh, okay. as he was doing that, I took an interest into coding where that's where everything came from. And with music, I was it was more of a thing of I love the music that I got put on to from my father and I mm. wanted to learn how to make it later on in the future. That's what I wanted to make. And that that's always been like the passion, like that's what you really want to do for the rest of your life. This is what you see yourself doing for the next 10, 20 years. Well, I saw always saw myself as someone who would have music as a hobby, mm. which have I never like full on thought about doing music like as a full time or like a career as I think of it as now. Um, but what I wanted to be when I grew up growing up, um, I wanted to be something with coding mainly. Like working with computers since I was always around computers, always looking at my dad fix computers and everything. Right. I wanted to do something that involves computers. And so, so let me ask you, how old are you? I'm 23. I turn 24 next Tuesday. Oh, okay. Or just Tuesday. Well, you still got you still got a lot a lot way to go, man. Absolutely. And and are you still in school or you're you're out or you're actually school? To, you're graduating. Um, I'm planning. I graduated uh, high school. I'm planning to go into um, college for music, um, mm. but I'm going to wait like maybe two more years before I fully go into that. And why is that? What What's actually prompting you to say, let me just wait at this off for a little bit and then I'll kick everything off. So I wanted to do it at the start of 2020. 2020 um, mm. I moved out of New York into PA okay. and I wanted to start a new life and everything. But mm. with COVID happening, it ruined a lot of my chances. So uh, mm-hmm. when I moved back here to New York this year of uh, April 1st, I was like, I'm going to give myself two years, uh, save up as much money as possible so I can um, go towards my future. And, and let me ask you, like, uh, what schools are you actually planning to go? You know, like which ones are you actually interested of going? So right now, my options are all in the air right now. I'm still like looking, um, doing my research on every school and whatnot. But until I, I want to say like probably next year, middle of next year, I'll probably have like my set answer of what I want. The school is good. Okay. Okay. 
Well, I can actually help you with that part, and I could give you that'll a piece be of, uh, there'll be like a few options that I can help you out, and you know, in certain terms of searching schools, you know. Um, when I tell people like, hey, if you want to learn, you know, everything in general that involves the music industry as a whole, I highly suggest you take and go to to a technical school like SAE, a school of audio engineering. I graduated from there mm-hmm. on Miami, but there's several campuses. In fact, there's actually one campus in New York. I don't know oh, if wow. it's, yeah, it's SAE Institute of Technology at New York. Check it, check it out. Check its curriculum, you know, but they have various, in you know, campuses uh, across the nation. They had like at least a good, I know there's one in Atlanta. I know there's one, you know, the Miami one that I graduate. Yeah. I know there's, there's one, there's two in Cali, actually one in San Francisco and one in LA. There's one in Chicago and there's one in Nashville. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more, but those are the main ones that I know. And Depending on the curriculum that you want to take, you can either take a year's course like I did and you learn everything into and they divide this into four trimesters or four mods, however mm-hmm. you like it. And you basically come out out of there like with so much knowledge with the music industry and as a as a producer and as an engineer that you become very, you know, multitasking about anything like it. The cool thing about the one that I went to. It was just a diploma one year. It was it's still a technical, but thanks to that school, I managed to do so much with my life here in South Florida with um with being, you know, like being an an audio engineer for fucking life in color, you know, ultra and yeah. the Clevelander Hotel in South Beach where they do host New Year's Eve and ESPN and all a bunch of shit. At the same time, in the, my current job which I'm the senior audiovisual technician for the whole, meaning like the library has a lot of conferences and seminars every month, every two weeks. And I'm the main head guy for that. And I just do my thing around it, you know, and it gave me so much knowledge because not only that, it also gave me a better understanding of, um, of doing voiceovers, like voice acting. It gives you the opportunity to do voice acting. Yeah, it's it's dope because they give you projects like that they, give, amazing. they give you like literally practical projects. They give you stuff that's practical. They teach you how to go into a studio because their campuses are lit. It, it feels like you're inside of a studio. Like they have all sorts of studio rooms with all big ass boards, man. Big ass boards that are worth like like the five digits, man. I kid you not, five digits to six figures, these boards. And they show you the rows of how... No, no, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, and I learned so much about it. It it even gives you... What I liked about it was the ability to network with people from different backgrounds. And the professors itself are Grammy award-winning engineers and producers like you're literally learning from the best of the best. And they'll tell you straight up right there how how the industry is, how, how the game really works, you know, and all the awards that they've won and so far and yada, yada, yada. Like these these are no jokes. Helpful. Like really helpful, especially for um, especially for me as well and people up and coming and 
want to do more with music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing about, about SAE. Like, like I said, I, I took the, the one year course because that's all I needed. I already had my bachelor. I don't need to take another bachelor or a master. I just need something quick and easy. something that can start me up. And I took the year course, but they have, they just got themselves accredited. So now they can add like their bachelors and their associates and their masters. Now they, they're, they're very credited in the, in the education system. So you can actually go to one of those campuses that can actually do um, a bachelor degree at that level. You know, I don't know how long it would take you, but it gives you that option. And not only that, um, and I can't stress this much because I tell this to everybody, like, this is the best part. You know, when you actually, when they say, all right, you know, come in, come in with us, you know? So you, once you pay off whatever you got to pay off, whether it's student loans or federal loans or, or scholarship or whatever, right? Uh, what's included besides the, what's in, besides the lessons, the classes, the exams, the projects, the time that you can to use the studio on your own free time, you can use whichever studio you want and all the equipment as many <laughs> times as you want. They provide you with a standard MacBook Pro with uh, wow. 500 gigabytes to start off, like a few RAMs. And within that, they also provide you an audio interface, a brand new audio interface, Apollo G. They also provide you... um. Ableton, Logic, and Pro Tools. Three of the biggest, v um, you know, DAWs in the industry and industry yes, standards. Yeah, and they teach you classes of how to use Ableton, Logic, and Pro Tools. And they also give you native instruments, like Massive and such, Contact, Guitar Rig. And, With and I forgot what other else did they give you. Oh, headphones. Some... Some Sennheiser headphones, which are like the top-notch studio headphones in the industry, like one of the best, you know? They give you all that. That's part of the intuition of you, you know, admitting yourself into college. So they give you all the so tools. Amazing. Yeah, bro, it, it's fun. I loved it. I, I really loved it, loved it. And, it. and it's exactly what I actually needed. You know, I managed to meet people from different backgrounds, from different, you know, you know, career paths. I mean, that's where I actually graduated with my homie, Nita Gritty. Shout out to him. He and I took the same courses and I knew from the start that he was going to take off like big time, you know, and and I was happy that I was part of his class and so is our, our tour manager at that time. Well, he still is for him. But yeah, like you, you network with a lot of people, you know, and the connections of each other, you know, helps you up in the, in the long run, you know? That sounds so amazing. Um, really good. Actually, something I've looked into. Absolutely. Just look it up. S-A-E. S-A-E. You know, S as a Sarah, A as an alphabet, E as an elephant, you know? It's like, yeah, I've read it in my notes now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Now, that's the, that's the school that I'll recommend you. That if you want to take, you know, courses, you know, to figure out what really you really want to do, if it's production wise, if it's engineering wise, it's it's this or that. That's the school you you will go to. And it's affordable. Now, if you really want to learn just music, just that's it. Music, music. I just want to be better at my craft. I just want to be, you know, making sick ass dubstep or stuff like that then I will recommend going to Icon. 
in LA. Running that too as well. Um, what I want to do with music uh, right now, like I want to produce, I want to become better than what I am now, mm-hmm. um, and learn how to be an audio engineer. Um, currently, I, myself, I put off producing for about like a month or two, and been working more on my DJ side of things, right, and teaching myself more things that I didn't know if I can DJ DJing like watching videos on YouTube of people DJing and the techniques they use and trying to apply it to my own um solo sets in my room. <laughs> oh, oh man, even better than you know I was I, I can't I can oversell it then to you to either go to SAE or even even try to go to full cell. Full cell is also has a great program with the with music music and engineering overall you know even my closest friend funny thing about uh full cell the funny thing about full cell is um mom's going on tiktok that's always the first um ad i see on tiktok is that full cell university (laughs) (laughs) now what what's what's now that you're gonna look uh a lot of the ads with SAE and Icon, you know, popping out and, you know, I believe probably when I hop on TikTok later on or something, SAE is probably going to be the first ad I see. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, yeah, phones are listening. The phones are listening, man. Yeah, no, it's crazy. But, but yeah, man, like I, I, those are like at least the three main schools that I'll hide that I'll recommend everybody is to go to, go to those schools now, that's if you want to get like a some sort of a degree level or diploma level of education, you know, if you just want to learn how to how to make music or make dub sets, I will suggest that, you know, take a look at Daw Nation into the Daw. Shout out for, for okay. my brothers, Wyatt and AU5. They have their online course which you pay a certain amount a month, like a subscription base. And you have kind of like a masterclass in a way. Yeah. Kind of like a masterclass, but basically you're learning from AU5, like AU5, one of the biggest tops of producers. Yes. Like, and he does from melodic to trance to even heavy dubstep, but it will show you the rules. He will show you how to sound design. He will show you how to mix master and all that. And also, they they got a variety of other masterclasses from different artists like Tynan and Crywolf. They just recently got with Chime. Like, yeah, no, it's a subscription base. Like, I don't remember how much you pay, but you pay a certain amount a month and they give you full access to the vault, you know, and you can cancel it whenever you feel like it. Like, you're not you're not in obligation like, oh, no, I have to use this until the end of the year yada yada yada. like no there's no plan it's cancel anytime subscribe yourself for a month you didn't like it all right then cancel and and, but at least you get your monies back out of it you know or you want to like oh man there's so much and i still want to learn a little bit okay let me keep it one more month so i can get a grasp it and then reverse engineer and then just go back again they give they even give you free sample pads out of it and they also give you like the actual project sessions of their of the artist, you know, it's like this is the project session for so and so, and here's how I did it, and you can have it yourself, so you can you know reverse engineer and figure out how all the crazy shit that they actually went through, you know, it's pretty cool. Like I, I, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, and, 
Dar Nation, man, or into the Dar. You can you can look, you can search it on uh, uh, YouTube. I or- did hear of into the Dar. Um, at one point, I was searching up masterclass. Um, I came across a masterclass that I ended up getting called uh, Base Gorillas, by, um, and it was a Perry Wayne masterclass, and oh, he was wow. going over the project file of Stomp. And uh-huh. he gave us the project file, a stomp and stomp 2.0. I don't know if he's going to release it, but like, and at the video, I think it was like a 10 videos each an hour or two hours long. And he goes over everything from starting stomp all the way to finishing with yeah. mixing and mastering it. It's completely amazing. I learned so much from it. Um, currently, I don't use Ableton. I've been trying to transition into Ableton a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out on FL Studio and okay. with FL Studio, it just feels more natural for me at the moment until I fully make that step over into Ableton. Hey, man. And that, and that's okay to have to use um, Fruity Loops, you know? There's no wrong of using whichever thought that you want to use to make music. There's, there's no right or wrong in all this. Like, you do whichever makes you much comfortable and easy to make music in the end result universally they're all the same like if you if you know how to you know eq on this daw it's gonna be the same on the other one you know it's just a matter of preference and and accessibilities that's pretty much it I I can I only can speak for Aberton because I've done all I've done like from Reason to Acid to Pro Tools Logic and and even Fruit Loops and I prefer Ableton because I don't know for me Ableton is much more user friendly and I can do so much more in Ableton that in the other the other DAWs like sometimes takes me like a while for me to do stuff that I really want to and as and especially um. The the stock plugins of Ableton, I feel like they're much more Ableton has amazing stock plugins. Yeah, the stock plugins are I feel like they're much more amazing than any of the other DOS. And I, I'm not trying to throw shade on the other ones. It's just I oh, no, no, like, okay. I completely understand. Um I do have Ableton on my computer and like I sometimes open up Ableton and just look at it and, like this DAW is a lot better and looks completely cleaner and smoother than FL. Yeah, I just have to put the time in to learn it all. Yeah, no, and and it definitely takes time. I mean, it definitely took me time to to learn Ableton. You know, it's definitely not not something that oh yeah, you'll learn in two weeks and bang, you're an Ableton pro. Like no, no, like you need to play okay. around with it a little bit more, and you need to learn from other people, and then doing little trial and error, trial and error. What does this do? Okay, what does this do? What does this do? Okay, I, now I know I can't do that. You know. It's a lot of trial and error, you know, but once you once you get used to it, once you get, you know, really comfortable with it, man, you, you'll have it on the back, man. Straight up, man. That's the point. Okay. <clears throat> well, man, I, I'm happy to give you all those references um, for all these schools that if you ever want to, you know, to plan ahead and see like this is the school that I'm, I'm thinking I'm heading out, you know, and. And dude, if you ever had any other great. questions, man, please don't hesitate and hit me up, man. The, like I'm happy to help you out if you if it comes to you know stuff like that about school or learning other stuff, man. I'm I'm fine. Definitely, away. Well, that's really uh, good, and I appreciate the offer, which I'm gonna take you up on it because that's really helpful and appreciate it. No, of course, man. I mean, this is the whole point of the of my show, man. The whole point of my show is for me to help other people out, you know? A wise man learns from his mistakes, 
A wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. A wisest man learns from both. And I try to help people to be the wisest man, or at least the wiser man, you know? But I'm trying to, I'm trying to captivate and, let, and teach people, you know, the roles because most of the time you, you don't know what, what's going on in the industry. Like you don't even know how shit really goes out until you get yourself inside the industry and you'll be like, oh, fuck, what the fuck, what the hell happened here? You know, and- yeah, I've been trying to make myself into the industry as well. A um, little bit of tough, um, hard to do. So um, right. I have limited connections and all, but Apart from that, I just mainly just release music, uh, not even under like just under my own name and everything. And I say that that's probably like the most perfect way to actually, you know, get yourself out there. Just keep releasing music, keep releasing good music that people will gravitate and say, holy shit. Yeah, I fuck with this a lot, you know, because um, I'll tell you this. I started out as a DJ, as a, well, I've been DJing for oof, 17, going to 18 years, basically. Mm-hmm. And I just, not too long ago, I started making music, like probably eight years ago. That's around. Be interesting to hear what you make. I would be interested in to hearing like the type of music you make and uh, definitely look uh, at your music. Oh, I'm well, always wonderful listening to other people's music and learning from them like how they make certain sounds and everything oh man and right now i'm just all strictly bass all the way just dubstep and once in a while i'll throw a trap here and there now i got i got myself into the whole melodic dubstep route in which i quite frankly it's the most challenging but at the same time it makes me so happy because it's it's basically happy music, you know? It's happy music. That's what it is, you know? And I want I want to be doing that, you know? I want to be making happy music, but at the same time, I do not want to leave the my initial roots of what I want to do, which is mm-hmm. um, basically, you know, going hard and gnarly with the stuff, you know? That's what, that's what I want, you know? And I'm so happy that, you know, that I have the ability to actually make some tear-out stuff or metal stuff. And at the same time, I can be very happy and melodic and, you know, happy Goloki stuff, you know, but that's a pretty good skill to have being versatile um, with like making more than one subgenre or genre of music, which I'm slowly transitioning into making other genres of music, but without forgetting where I love what to make. Hey, at the end of the day, do what actually makes you happy, man, to be honest, man. Don't ever feel like, oh, this is the only route. I have to stick with this. Like, it's there's no there's no right way to make it, to be honest. Like, there's multiple routes to make it. Now, being consistent about, excuse me, being consistent about it, that's a whole different story, you know? But... There's, there's no right or wrong in all this. You just have to make great music. That's all. Make great music. And and if it fits your like your logo, your name, with your persona, and this is what you do, and this is what makes you happy, then shit, go for it, man. Like a guy like you with Eric Cord, I can see, I can see you like making some happy stuff at the same time making some gnarly stuff. And if you implement some, I don't know, some some 8-bit stuff, you know, style sound, yeah. 
that makes it very happy, like you can nail it. You could definitely nail it, man. And like I can see that happening with your name as it is, you know. I appreciate it. No, of course. And you can dude, like don't ever don't let anybody else tell you, like, oh yeah, no, just stick with dumpset. Like, no, just do whatever makes you happy, man. At the end of the day, it's it's for your own sanity, basically, man. Because let me tell you, most of the time, uh, when I started out, what as as soon as I was literally about to burst out, you know, come out and seeing guns blazing, I had a little bit of fall up of myself, you know, mentally, you know, I had I had a I burned out before I even started, which is it's it's not common, but at the same time, it's not rare either, you know. Like it does, it does mm-hmm. happen to other people. Later on, I realized that oh, it, other people has gone through what I've gone through as well, you know. And it's because of the obviously the situation involves you know where I used to live and where I used to work. None of that stuff was helping me creatively and mentally. I was alone all the time, you know. So making music was just like you know my only escape. It. And sometimes it couldn't be my only escape because, you know, I, I couldn't get my creative juices out. And 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 it's because I was always pressuring myself, like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. You know, I have to make it sound like this. I have to do this. And, and man, it, 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 it's a killer, man. It's a killer once it hits I, I you. I can even see it. Yeah. Yeah, but luckily you got out of uh, what you was going through and are doing a lot better, which is really good. Absolutely. Thank you. And yeah, it, it, it definitely takes time and it, and it takes a, a lot to to admit it, to admit that, you know, like, oh, shit, like I really did burn out. And and once you acknowledge it, man, it make it makes it way more easier for you to do other stuff, you know, because once you lose that sense of pressure of, oh, I got to make this song for this label. Oh, I got to make this song for this artist or whatnot. Once you lose that sense of pressure or that sense of uh, uh what's the word man what's the word um that i have so of urgency yeah of urgency there you go every time you open it the door man and you just like let me just make something right now let me just do something whatever whatever it makes you feel happy boom something amazing pops up it happens man it happens yeah. you know and because you have no you don't have you don't have any timeline or you don't have like a date line that I need to do this quickly. You're just like, whatever, man. It is what it is. At your own pace. Yeah, at your own pace. And that's very important because a lot of the producers don't actually take that into accountability or don't actually use that because a lot of producers have deadlines and they need to make sure that the song is ready before that deadline. I can guarantee you most of those guys are not very happy because they have to do that before a certain time. And if you're not a producer that, you know, that does things very quickly, it's going to catch up to you. You know, that's why certain people like me and others, like we take our time to release our stuff. And and if it's happy, it's happy. And if, and if people don't like it, screw then it like, we're not in it for the people we're in it for ourselves. That's why we're in it. That's where we're in the business, you know? And Right, me personally, I like to take my time with when I, when I'm working on music. Um, I don't like to be rushed most of the time when it comes to music, mm-hmm. um, because then I feel like, oh, I'm gonna forget something. It happens plenty of times. Um, like I was releasing a song and for a remix competition, and while the remix competition was going along, um, I heard that there was no sub bass in it. I was like, 
it was because I was like hitting the deadline. It's like, oh, I forgot something. And didn't win, but it was a fun time remixing those songs. And that's the most important part, the the fun time. The, 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 like, did you have fun? Yes. All right, man. Then off for the next one, you know? And, and let me tell you, I feel like if people do a lot of those remake competitions, not because they want to win or, or helping the chances that they can win, if they do it just to get some creative juices out, guarantee the next time you do a song, it'll be much more easier because you look yes. at, look at making remits as of like, all right, I got these stems. So I had to make a new song out of this. Now you make a new song out of it. You didn't win. Okay, fine. Remove the stems part. You already got yourself a new song on your own name and yep. whatever the stems was filling in, you can fill it in, you know, just fill in whatever it is. You got yourself a new song. And, and I was thinking about it. I was thinking about doing it with um, the remix uh, song that I remixed. Um, it's probably like one of my best songs. At this point in time, I never thought I could make like decently good rhythm. I knew I could make like tear out and decent good tracks. But when it came to rhythm, I'm always like, uh, what do I got to do and everything? And when I went into this remix competition and made the rhythm track, it came out a lot better, in my opinion, a lot better than other, the other tracks I have made in the past and other other remixes and and that's and that's actually very common for a lot of people you know sometimes you cannot make anything out of nothing but you can only make it when you have something out of it it's it's called like you can only start something when you have a skeleton when you have a skeleton like the stems that's when you're, you go nuts with like oh shit maybe i could do this i could do that and just work around it you know just like did this da, 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 and bam you got the you got the song out versus like try to create something out of thin air just imagining it's like what is it that i can do sometimes it's yeah, hard it really is um, for the longest time still to this day i have the most trouble with making intros for something mm. i cannot make a decently good intro let me let me tell you because man. the intro is the no go ahead go, go ahead go ahead uh, because the intro, I see it's like the thing that grabs people in mm -hmm. that makes them want to continue listening up until the drop with the build up and the hype. Right. If your intro is not really good, people are not going to fully listen to the rest of the track because the intro, they think the whole song will be terrible. And I will, I'll give a little pushback on that because sometimes I really don't care about the intro. In my personal op opinion, I really don't care about the intro. I only care about um, the drop, mainly the drop. If the drop for me is hard and it clicks with me, I'm like, all right, I fuck with this song. And if I if I like the drop, then I'll listen to the build up that, that builds up to the drop. I'll listen to the verses, you know, the breakdowns, and then I'll listen to the whole song, you know, because there's times in which I've listened to songs and. I feel like the intro is a long or the intro to me is whack or it's like, mm, it's not really like captivating. But then when you get into it, when you listen to the build and the drop, it's like, oh, shit, this shit is a banger, you know? But my, yeah. but that's, but that's me. I'm pretty sure there's others like me out there that, you know, they probably feel the same way. Yeah, my weakest, my weakest is definitely the outro. I, my, for the so, life of me, for the life of me, I don't know how to, how to, how to finish a song. 
like how to you know finish it like this. I just finish it with uh with with the drop, and they're just like that's it. Because Normally what I do with outros, um, I'll take the be- the intro, mm-hmm. but reverse some sounds and add newer sounds so you know it's ending and EQ out the track. Taking that route, I've met others that have taken another way of doing the outros as well. For me, it's the fitness is like I think about it as a uh, from a DJ standpoint. You know, if I'm DJ and mm-hmm. I got a song, I really don't need the outro. I just need the build up and drop, and that's it. So I can just like mix very quickly and then that song. You know, because right. I go build up, drop, then build up, drop, then build up, drop, and then some songs I'll give a breather so people listen to the breakdown and then build up again to another song and so and so on and so on. So my so me having an outro to me is like eh, it's like I would never get into it. It's very rare. Probably for my songs, I'll put the outro, you know, just to go transition to something else. But other than that, it's like I just I only care for the build that and drop. I completely understand that. Um, like the intro and the drop, uh, the intro and the outro um, are good, but a lot of people, yeah, like you said, do care about the build up and the drop. Yeah, just my view on it is. Me personally, I like a nice, good intro to a song mm-hmm. to get me into the feeling of, hey, the song's about to be really good to build up my, um, what's the word I'm looking for, to build up like the hype for me for the song and enjoy it even more. So when the drop comes in, right. I'm going crazy. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. And the, I mean, that's that's basically most of, uh, of these bass musics, you know, they people only want, you know, fuck with the drops. And when you hear the sets, it's, it's all that, you know. That's, but mm-hmm. I, that's that's where my creative process goes. You know, my creative process starts with doing the drops. You know, what's your creative process? Most of the times, I'll try to work on the buildup first, and then like I'll work on the buildup, and then in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh, this is sound cool." At the buildup, I have a buildup and go pop, 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 drop it, and then it drops, and then work on the drop, then intro, and then when it comes with the intro, I suck with intros. <laughs> <laughs> But but how long does it usually take you to to start a project? You know, let's say like you know I started this, and you know how long does it ever take you? See, so we start like a track. Um, it's usually it varies. Um, like when I want to start a track, um, it mostly comes after hearing a song that that makes me want to start a track, and it, depending on whatever the song I'm listening to, I like go into my doll and start working on a track. Not of the like the same type of drop or anything, but just something to help. And do you use um do you use uh like reference tracks in order for you to get yourself motivated yes. to do all this stuff? Like do you have any examples of stuff like that? Um I actually do. Um so a lot of my sample packs and stuff I have have like, you know, um previews of like what the sample pack will sound like and everything. Mm. Um I'll sometimes use that little demo they put as like a reference of how I want my song to sound a little bit. Um, okay. That or I'll listen to one of my favorite artists, um, which is Sullivan King, big Sullivan King fan. Ooh, um, shout out to him. Yes. And I'll like listen to his track, Thought in My Doll, and like look at how he works on certain songs. I, l- I really love how Sullivan King does his music, to be honest. Cause yes, it's so amazing. Bro, like, so like metal and dubstep both together and just amazing. 
like like Jesus, like it's not only it's not only that he's very good with doing the metal part, like having the like he can do the guitar, he can actually do the screaming, and then the drops are just gnarly and nasty. But also, live. but also, oh, I I can I cannot wait to see him live. To be honest, I honestly cannot wait. But I seen him a lot of times live, and especially when he throw, brings out the guitar, yo. I'm like going crazy because that's amazing. So does like in his actual performance, he actually brings out the guitar and starts singing, and then the song just goes with it. So some of his jobs, he'll like while he's DJing, he'll um I guess play a song, and the drop will be the guitar part. Oh, so like you're hearing a drop, but you're hearing the guitar. Yeah, that he's playing the guitar on the drop. Oh, oh, so he's playing yeah, on live. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying. Pretty much, he's playing the guitar live um, at the build-up. Once the drop hits, he uh, plays the guitar drop live. Oh, and sometimes do a solo, shit. too. And he goes, it's... Like, in his... Like, he goes exactly that same energy, screaming at the songs? Um, Sometimes it was uh, one of the songs with lyrics in it. If not, you just seen him, you know, headbang with all of us while right. playing the guitar. Um, Like, in his Lost Lands. I didn't go to Lost Lands um, in, like, when I first... I want to say year two, mm-hmm. where... Um, he was playing on stage and I think for about a good 30 minutes, he was playing the guitar and it was just like the major thing I ever saw. And I try to be at all his shows here in New York. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for him to come over to Florida. I'm pretty sure he, he's probably been to Florida a couple of times. It's just, I never had the chance the most ability to go there, but I definitely want to see a set of his, man. And especially like I want to see his melodic stuff because when he released, when he does songs from Monster Can and releases on them, like his melodic dubstep is just so. It's really it's amazing. And like his voice when he's singing all like melodic tracks is like the perfect thing ever. Bro, like I feel like damn, bro, you can't do no wrong on the dubstep. Like you can do everything in it. Holy shit! Like the yep. song itself is nesting. My favorite song up to now from him on, on the melodic dubstep is the something else. Something else that was released on Monster Cat, man. Man, th- bro, he just like starts so mellow and low key with the guitar and then just starts singing it. And then when he builds it up to the drum, it's just like, oh, my God. It's just it just just goes. ooh. And it's just like, like I don't know why Bro, the was- saws make sense with the drop with his scream and everything. It makes sense. I was like, how the hell did you do this, man? How the hell, bro? Like, so there was like um his track called The Demented. Um, I think it's his EP. And hearing that, after hearing that, I instantly next day I got a tattoo of the logo. I want to say the next day, but like I planned a tattoo for that logo on my arm. Of the song of yeah. him, uh, of his logo that he has on the album is like a fall, him falling from the sky, like the fallen angel. Like the fallen angel, I have the right. tattoo, and Damn. I got the tattooed on my left arm. I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> no, I can tell that you're a big fan. For you to tattoo your arm for from him, that that's wild, man. That's wild. What are you gonna say? And it was gone. Now you gone? <laughs> no, I was gonna say. What are you gonna say to him when you meet him? Honestly, I'll probably be stuck. I probably won't even know what to say. I'll be frozen. I can say like, I can safely say it's okay to meet your heroes, man. But just don't be a fangirl, all right? Just be 
just be humble yeah. and be like, yo, man, I appreciate your music, man. And keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's all you got to do, man. Also, if you're trying to get into this whole music business, seriously, that's your perfect time to network with them. It's like, you know, that's a, that's where you actually go ahead and ask them. It's like, hey, I, I don't want to take up. Well, I actually met um, some pretty decent. Uh, I want to say like I met met them, um, but like I talked to them here and there um, just recently. I'm festive. I sent him a demo track of one of my songs. I have a collab with a friend mm-hmm. and he asked for the full song and I sent it to him. That was like the happiest thing ever. Um, that was my track that I have coming out in September on Kaiju label called Rhythm Brothers with my uh, friend um, Waveform. Yo, that's fire. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, damn! That, that's that's a big step right there, man. The fact that he asked for the full song, bro that that's that's a big step right there, man. You're already it's incredible. You're already heading to the right direction, man. When he asked for it, I was like more surprised. I like he really think like like what I made and what my friend made was really good. And I was like, I told my friend, and he's like, yeah, send it to him. Um, he ended up sending me another copy, like our final final version of the song, mm-hmm. and I sent it to him and. The day I get a video or hear it live will be like everything. Like, dude, that feeling is sick. I never tell you. The first time I got that feeling was when um, fucking Adventure Club played my first collab with Big and Slim on Lollapalooza. Wow, on Lollapalooza. That's a dope as hell. Um, I know who Big and Slim is. Um. He has like a remix of like the Purge Planet. That's amazing. Oh yeah, the Purge Planet remix is sick, sick, bro. Shout out to my brothers. I'm actually gonna interview one one of them this Saturday. You know, this weekend. That's dope. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't know much people like fa- I want to say famous like you know I've been coming DJ and stuff. Um, my circle is pretty small. I got a couple friends like me, my friend away for him. Um, I have a friend named Chris, um, hyper fuck. I'm trying to get into producing because he's really good with DJ and I want to help him get into the producing side of thing. Mm. And then I have my friend on um, cricket too, who's teaching me to DJ even better. Well, you started to have a good circle so far, man. And that's actually pretty good, man. The good thing about when you're starting now and you got a small circle of friends and you know, that they're up at Cummings and you're all going the same boat, man. The good thing about it, the best thing you guys can do about it is help each other out, you know, get bigger with each other, you know. And the fact that you're best already the fact that you're already at the Kaiju Pit Discord, you know, with Destroyer and some of these, you know, sick, talented guys, that's already another big step that you're already taking, you know. Those guys are freaking insane. Yeah, bro. I'm and I'm I'm happy that some of these guys I'm about to interview them as well, you know, which is dope from Destroyer. Shout out to him, man. But yeah, big shout out to Destroyer. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a G, man. He really is a G. And not like it's like I I feel like what he's doing is him and a f- few other people are like one of the few people who actually are bringing you know underground music and up and coming artists put it in the map and i commend them for that bro like i don't see that many people actually looking out for other for other up and comings like he does and pretty much yeah like 
like the big producer always like the big top up ones always want to like uh they look out for like the ones that are already made it and what the show does is really good he's helping all of us up and coming producers dj and what you are started from nothing into something yeah because the, the, he wants everybody to eat basically he wants everybody to succeed he wants everybody to win And I follow that philosophy. That's my philosophy as well. Anybody who wants to come over to the show, a show is more than welcome. And I want to put you guys in the back. Absolutely, man. That's my thing, man. And I always try to find as much talented people as possible. And I try to, uh, within my power, try to put them out there as much as I can. You know, I'm like, dude, I got last year, between last year and this year, like I met so many people from, different parts of the world like like shit like i i've tackled a lot of european up and coming artists more than i have from here in the states which is insane and it's insane and it's amazing to it, well it's not it's not just amazing it's just a wow for me to believe that dude how is it possible that these people have not been discovered or have not been snatched up or have not been put out there in the map. Like you guys, everybody who's an up and coming, who I've interviewed and is getting there, it's killing it. You guys are basically like hidden gems within rocks. And I'm shocked overall that why is it that I'm finding these gems and nobody has, nobody's paying attention to it. Like, why is it? And that's where I go. That's what I, I tell go. my friend. I wait for him to, like, I always tell him, like, he has a talent. He's super, like, gifted. Like, this music that, like, the collab we worked on, his other songs that he showed me are so sick. Like, songs that you'll hear at a festival on main stage. And that's I'm like, wow. That's what, I'm just happy to meet these people actually too. That's what that's what I'm saying, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. Like like it's the lip. You know that they have the talent. You know how how good they are. How is it possible that these guys are not being, you know, played out or get heard of by these guys? So it's like it's crazy to me because there is talent. There's so much talent, yet we still stuck with the same people over and over. Like every festival is the same people, you know? And once in a while, every festival, you hear this one newcomer coming into play, you know? But why does it have to be the one newcomer? Why can't it be the 20 newcomers, you know? Like just have like a small stage of just all up and coming DJs, like DJs with like less than 10,000 followers. I, I I go back and forth with that, you know, while it's definitely dope, you know, to have that that type of stage. But most of the time, the the production level for those stages, uh, for the festivals, they, they really don't give that much value to it. They just give they just yeah. give you a stage speakers set up and that's it. They don't give you like a real, real stage where you have LED panels behind you and all crazy lights shining at the same time like a full set or like they should like if they can give us at least a few leds and a few lights then okay that's it that's a that's a right step in the right direction but yeah no like we so there's something like that in um pa when i lived in pa Mm -hmm. um there's this place called hmac in harrisburg and what the venue owner is trying to do um he has like a full led wall 
and like a nice little stage okay. and he booked artists like little up and coming local artists or artists from other states and it's a really nice venue um actually had one of the songs played there too as well and everything is all amazing and all and he's trying to help pretty much the edm community and bring more because there's not a lot i don't see there's a lot of edm around um there and he's trying to bring it more to life uh who who was it that i just recently talked to oh, it was um foring shout out to foring man he, a, a very sick bass producer and he's from central pa Oh, nice. Yeah, foreign. You should look him out. He, it's with, oh, I believe I know he talked about. Um, I actually got a chance to meet him. Um, when dope. I went to HMAC one time and I saw his set live there. Dope. There you go. There you go. And He's uh friends with a good friend of mine. Small world, man. Small world. Look at that, bro. Look at that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Bro, I, I was talking to him not, not too long ago, and he was telling me that he's from Central PA and that, you know, if he wants to go to a good show in PA, he has eh, most of the time it's like an hour to four hour drive, you know? I'm like, damn. Yeah, bro. and pretty much the good, sh I wouldn't say like the good show, but like those big artists that come to shows that do like the free shows in PA, it's all the way in, um, I believe it's Philadelphia. It's called the Apple Live, and like they do like free shows free until eleven o'clock. Like Virgil Riot, Figment, Very Alive, those artists. Damn! And sometimes he told me that he sometimes he had to drive to Jersey or New York just to go to a show, a good show, you know, with at least with the artists. I'm like, dude, that's fucking crazy to hear that. That's yes, like really. the closest thing for you for a bass show. For me, if I wanted to go to like a base show, the closest thing for me is all the way in New York City. I'm about a good hour and a half from New York City. There's like no uh, local anything around here where I'm at. And I have to go dead hard of Brooklyn to like Avant Gardner and like the Brooklyn Mirage, those big venues. I don't know, man. Like it, it, it's it's surprising and shocking and at the same time, not really surprised. But it, but it's just still surprised me because you know, I get I don't know I guess because in my I'm I'm surrounded by by places that you can actually go like if, if you go to a show in Miami you got Ultra you got you got Miami Music right. Week and then you if you go to Orlando you got ADC Orlando and Forbidden Kingdom you go to Tampa you got Sunset Music Festival. I mean, here in New York we have a uh, Electric Zoom, which is I think that's the only festival we have yeah. in music here. I yeah, they use you guys used in to have a uh, electric daisy there. Like I don't know what happened. Yes, a long see. time ago. Um, I believe since it wasn't like since it was like in a such crowded area, mm -hmm. it wasn't like big enough for people. But it they, they but they did it on Central Park, right? Was it in Central Park? I'm not too sure because I never went to EDC New York. I have friends who went to EDC New York, and I always. They always tell me stories. I'm like, dang, I kind of wish I could win when I was just younger. But it's like, get it. Yeah, no, no. Like, I've, I've been to ADC Puerto Rico and Orlando. Those are like the only two ADCs. The one that I definitely want to go was Vegas. Vegas is definitely like the one I had to checklist on my bucket list, you know? Because Vegas I want to go to at least one EDC. Um, I've been to like other festivals, but EDC. Vegas is my top tier to go to. Um, I'm trying to go to EDC Orlando with some friends this year just oh. to go to my first EDC. Absolutely. But the likelihood of that, I have like other festivals. Like they want, they're doing Lost Lands. I want to do Lost Lands, but I also want to do Wakan. So, and then Easy, then Hijinx at the end of the year. 
if anything, I I'll say stick with Lost Lands and EDC Orlando, man, because those are like I've been to Lost Lands, um, and I loved I loved every second of it for my first Lost Lands last year. It was like the most magical place I've ever been to. But I also want to explore other festivals, so like I may skip out on it this year, but go next year. Go then, by all means, go to or or EDC Orlando, you know. Or just go to Vegas. I mean, you'll have to wait for a year to get to Vegas. But if for this year, yeah, just go to Orlando. And while at it, yeah, I do like the lineup for Orlando. Yeah, the lineup of Orlando looks fire to me. Like if 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 they would have given me press passes, I would have gotten a heartbeat, man. But getting <laughs> getting into the press passes is fucking mother, bro. Yeah, it hard. It's hard as shit. And then you obviously the people that you used to work with, you know, sometimes they they're very flaky. So it's like they they mm-hmm. they give you the ah. Let me see what I can do. I can't promise you anything. I'm like fuck. Okay, then that means I'm not getting anything. Yeah, my one thing I hate. I wouldn't say I hate, but I do just like don't see like shows and festivals alone. Um, I suffer with like severe like social anxiety. So really, like once I'm there with the once I'm there with my friends and all, uh-huh. after a while, I'm I don't even care if they leave. That's interesting, man. A, a, like yeah. a, a a producer with anxiety. Who would have thought? Yeah, uh, I just like it's I always had it going every, up. Every other producer has anxiety and and they're shy and whatnot. I, I do like my, I can tell you stories. The first time I went to backstage, I was so nervous, bro. I was like, damn, I don't even know what to do, bro. I got all these people around me. Like, shit, I got Jaws shaking my hand, Marshmallow passing by, That's fucking Funk Case taking pictures with me, and Zomboy and Borgor. And like, dude, like, no, bro, like, I was shitting breaks all the time, but the only the way I did it, which I, I don't do it anymore because now I could just do it without it, is I, I basically drank. I drank a certain amount until I was like, for some reason, build up the confidence and start talking to people and shit. I managed to, you know, have nightmares information. I had Zomboy's information, Jaws, Funkies. <laughs> like, like, I started talking to people and I started... I don't know if it'll relax, but then the more I started to network like that, the less and less I'd stop going to shows with with people and start going shows by myself. And if I find and if I see people, I see people. If I don't, that's fine. At least I network the fuck out of it. Cause that's how I, I looked at it. And it and obviously it's definitely not a at first it's like it's it's uh it's like shit, bro. I'm about I'm about to pass out. Absolutely, it's a horrible okay. feeling, but once you break the ice, bro, it becomes a, a normal thing. Now I can just go to any club or any festival sober without drink, having a sip of anything, and I can have a good time. And at the same time, develop the skills that I can just go ahead and approach somebody and say, hey, how you doing, man? My name is Wolfson. You know, nice to meet you, man. I don't know if you heard of me. I, I just I got my podcast show coming up and. You know, it'll be dope if if you if you could come over to my show when whenever you have a free time, and that's how I that's how I do it, and I do it now even more frequently in the in 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 the DMs. I just DM people a lot, and and I, I, I had a little bit of gone. No, I I get a constant rejection, 
But out of those rejections, I always get a few yeses. And those few yeses are the most important ones for me, you know? And sometimes I even get yeses from established artists that they're like, all right, I'm down for it. I'm like, whoa, okay. And this was just like shooting the dark, you know? And now I'm just covered enough to just talk about it. It's just breaking the ice at the end of the day. Just break. Once you break the ice, bro, it, it becomes a natural fit for you, man. Like when uh, Destroyer posted about the your uh, podcast, at first I didn't know who he was, and like I was listening to some of your podcasts. I'm like, maybe it's something I should do, and I was like getting nervous. I was like, should I? Just like, yeah. It took me a while to even message back to even um, talk about the interview, the podcast interview. I was like, I just said fuck it, took a drink, did it. And and that's the be- and that's a big step already. See, you're already heading to the right direction. You're already sitting down. You've, we've never met other than just talking a few and we're having a conversation right now, you know, and that's already a big and step right there for you, man. And I'm happy for that, man. I'm happy that you're actually taking these steps. Hey, it's the little, little steps, you know, that's, that's how you get there, man. Little by little, man, that's it. You'll be good to go, man. In no time you got, you, once you finish talking to me, man, you'll try to shoot yourself like, Hey. You said it yourself. You already talked to Sullivan King, man, and you sent tracks of it. To, the fact that he reached out to you back and placed, uh, you know. Oh, Vastiv, Vastiv. Yeah, Vastiv, Vastiv. <laughs> he said Sullivan. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Vastiv. The fact that you managed to talk to the guy, that's already a big step. Now you just. I was know. like, I was more shocked and surprised. Um, he even took the time to listen to the song, the songs I sent him, because considering like he's like a big upcoming DJ, they're always busy and everything. And right. the fact that he took time to listen to someone he didn't know music really felt amazing. Right. And, and, and dude, and that's all it takes, man. It, there's no, like, the worst thing that can happen if somebody says no to you. That's That's it. That's it. That's the only yep. worst thing that could ever happen. Somebody says no to you and, and you're just like, all right, you know, I appreciate your time. Move on. On to the next one. And that's it. That's all That's all you can do. Now, now just start networking in social media because I'm not a big advocate of social media, to be honest. I don't like social media at all, but I have to use the platforms to promote and it and expose myself with my podcast and try to and that's how I, and that's how now I that's how I get all my interviewers all my guests to my show I just DM them and once I DM one person another one's going to follow up and so on and so on you know and Correct. yeah like take advantage of social media if you see somebody you know DM them you know there's 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 nothing wrong about that but you just have to approach them. You just have to approach them like you, like the way you approach me. You know, friendly and whatnot. You know, just like ask them for some feedback. You know, don't don't go with the with the with the yo 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 yo. You should check. You should check out this fire track that I just made. Or yo, you should. We should collab, man. What's up? <laughs> like don't, don't. And there's times where um, even with like up and coming, like super small um, artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like to even when I met Waveform, it was like I never thought I would even collab with the dude or even be in Kaiju Pit. And that's how and that's how you it's when you least expect it, man. That's when you least expect it that and you end up in the in the great places that you that you are right now, you know? Because if it wasn't for 
me yeah. stepping out of my comfort zone. I mean, if it wasn't for me stepping out of my comfort zone in PA, where I met my good friend Crooked too, um, I probably wouldn't be in a position where I'm at now because he actually helped me out of my comfort zone with actually he played my music live when he goes to dj he would tell me to finish track sit him track so he gave me feedback if it wasn't for him i probably wouldn't have pushed this hard with my music and like my name error code i probably would have been still busy um and just doing whatever and that's all it takes and then you build that small community with each other and you stick it to it with each other and before you know it man you guys are all gonna be growing together man i'm telling you that it's it's a good thing, man. It's a good thing that you the steps that you're taking it, man. I'm very happy for you, man. Now, like something that I actually wanted to ask you, because you're already building up that community, not just with Kaju Pip, with some other people that are around your area. You said yourself that you already collab with um Waveform, correct? Correct. All right. Like, are you always willing or open to collab with others as well? And yes, and so currently I actually have three collabs in the work. Okay, um, I have a collab with a friend, um, Subsidy. Um, I'm just waiting on him. Uh, that I also have a collab with my friend, um, Frizz Hyperfuck, and I also have another collab with another friend of mine. Fucking dope, man. And and what's your creative process when it comes to these collabs? Like, do you approach them, you know, say, Hey, I got something, maybe we should do something around it, or they come over you like how how does it go and what do you do once you got the project so with the collabs um waveform i believe i showed him a track of mine and he was like hey let's collab on something or it was maybe the other way around um i don't fully remember but on my subsidy uh with my friend the subsidy um i sent him a track because i wanted feedback on a track right he's like yo we should collab on a track it's been long overdue i knew the guy for like a long time and you know he was sending me music out I'll send him feedback. I'll send him music, vice versa. And that's a point where you say, oh, yo, let's collab. And the same thing with my friend, Chris, where um, I'm, I wanted to help him produce music. So I'm telling him, hey, let's collab where I can teach you some things and you can learn some things. And, and, and are you always willing to try other genres outside of bass? Like, you know, you say that you normally will try to do tarot and and rhythm but are you you know can you do others like future bass or housey or drum and bass you know stuff like that so interesting you mentioned that uh, yes i actually have two drum and bass ids i just finished oh. i worked on the other day <laughs> um, i showed my friends they enjoyed it um so with drum and bass i did say at one point i wanted to make a second alias uh, um named really? celestio and have it just strictly drum and bass and have my error code for dubstep and bass music um i dabble in a little bit of future bass i have like two future bass tracks and melodic rhythm which is uh color base one yeah, color base track bass, of course damn that's fire and i'm all forward to drum and bass especially the drum and bass that's all melodic drum and bass like calvin and muzz yeah, COVID. Uh, oh, COVID. she's a she's wonderful man. Like Katie and Reaper, Reaper is really good. Oh yeah, bro. Like Reaper definitely does some gnarly stuff out of it, man. Yeah, I need I need to listen to more of that. Need to listen more, man. It's just it's just happy stuff that makes me listen to that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to do I'm trying to start a melodic 
DMB that I'm gonna do with with a buddy of mine, and I just I just need to get I just need to start, you know. That's all. And he'll if he fucks with me, he's gonna. Do. Hey, send send I can, send whatever. I can definitely send you over the ID for drum and bass IDs too, as well, if you would like. Absolutely, send some, man. I'm more than happy to listen to, bro. Absolutely, bro. Will do actually. I'll I can send them now or after the stream. Yeah, or the podcast. Absolutely, man. Now, like something that a lot of producers that I ask a lot. You know, and everybody has given me a different answer. And this is and there's no right or wrong with these answers. Now, the concept of writer's block, do you actually believe it or you feel like it's just a, uh, uh, a fake, you know, excuse of saying that I'm just being lazy? Um, I believe there's such thing as writer block since like right now I'm actually taking off a month, uh, one month, like a couple of months off from making music. Cause like when I get into my dog, I'm just drawing a blank, like where do I start? What I gotta do? Like I'll start something and be like, I don't like it. Let's start something new or delete it. So yeah, I do believe there is a writer's block. And when you're in that funk, like what is it that you normally would do to get out of it or what you try to do just to, you know, move past it? I'll either like hook up my um my um DDJs and start mixing music and then whatever comes okay. into my head and like, oh, maybe these two drops, so these two drops sound together, I can make something similar that way and start a new track or listen to music like on the go, go for a walk or something. Okay. Okay. That that's that's great ways to do it. Dan, I lo- I love it that you just go ahead and straight to the to the debts and be like, all right, let's just, you know, m- DJ a little bit, you know, until I get my creative juices going. Because in a way, I also want to work on becoming a better DJ as well, becoming a better producer. So if I can't work on produce uh, production, mm. I can go over and work on mixing to become better. So I have something as a backup. There you go, man. You're already you're already moving up the ladder, man. There you go, man. That's great. That's great to hear, man. Now, when it comes to the concept of sound designing, do you believe as an upcomer? It should it be a very uh, necessity or luxury? It should be a necessity. Um, you should be able to like have that sound. Mm. Um, where where someone plays a track, they know it's your track. Like how Wooly does his like when Wooly when there's a Wooly track, you know it's Wooly or Excision yeah. or Solomon King. You know it's dumb. Um, that's something a lot of up and coming producers should like take serious in my opinion take serious as well as myself too as well take sound design as serious as i'm still learning to i would say i'm still trying to find my sound as that is so to speak and let me tell you it's gonna be a while when you find your actually your actual sound like something that will define as this is error code when every time i listen to these songs you know it will be a while for you to actually get it but once you actually find it man there's like Bro, like I'm that. slowly making progress because mm-hmm. um, most of the track I try to do like a small uh, like sample of like a glitchy air, either ready be a sustain or one shot in there that you hear something that's not in any track that I don't hear. And, and so, what do you do when you're sound designing? Like, what what's your whole process around it? So when I sound design, well, since I currently still like kind of have a sound i use that same um, patch um i have i use serum my sound design okay. and i work on that patch and just like edit small things maybe add a compressor here 
or change the envelope or release and sustain it all at at sub noise just something to change up the sound change the wave table the position use different wave tables download different wave tables and just see what i can come up with something that'll stick stick with me damn bro okay and do you actually like do any resampling behind it not so to say no Something that I will highly, highly recommend, and, and it's a good thing that you're starting off. I highly and highly recommend you to start practicing and doing resampling on your projects, bro. Um, um especially on your drops, because resampling is probably like the most important thing on sound designing when you're making a song, bro. Because when you're resampling, I feel like that's just, that's how it shoot where to go. Like because everybody uses serum and that's fine. There's no problem about using mm-hmm. serum. I use serum all the time as well, you know. But it, here's the thing about serum, and people can disagree with me. That's fine. This is my personal opinion about it. I feel like serum is already oversaturated, especially the sounds. There's no more limitless potential on serum. Like we've already squeezed. <laughs> It's uses to the point of no return. So it's like there's nothing more that you can come out of zero, no matter how many waveforms or how many patterns or how many crazy gnarly shit that you you can do with zero. It's like it's it's pretty like mandatory as it is. Like it's already just like that. And and that's a problem that I always had with zero because obviously you one of the most easiest way to to get a clean base is using basic shapes there's, and then FM to be there's no there's no other way that's like you can try to do it on a nail I mean you can go ahead and try to but at the end of the day people would just use the basic shapes because it's the cleanest way to do it you know and that's where I feel like okay that's where I feel stuck with serum like damn like serum cannot go any further and that's where resampling came into play. And I say like, all right, let me just make a drop just using serum. Boom. I made my drop just using serum. Now I'm going to sample that drop, that drop, resample it, add layers, add effects, add shifters, granulated synthesizers, add other crazy shit and start resampling that, man. Before you know it, some of the most gnarliest stuff comes out of it, man. And let me tell you, you don't really need um, serum to sound design. In fact, I ch- I challenge you this. Right. I challenge you this. Go go to one of your sample packs or go to Splice, whichever you prefer. You when you get your sample packs, right? Take one shot, mm-hmm. one bass shot or one bass loop. However, right, make a drop out of that shot or that bass loop by resampling. So you take the shot, add a, a duplicate it, add an effect on it, duplicate it again, add some other shit on top of it, but do something different. Like, flip it. That's actually a really good challenge, actually. Like, and then keep doing that and build a drop out of that one shot. Out of that one bass loop, or out of that one bass shot, or the ground, whatever you have, build a drop, at least a 16-bar drop or an 8-bar. You can start with an 8-bar drop and then 
After that, you can go nuts. All right, start with an eight bar drop with that one bass shot, with that bass loop, by just resampling. Because every time you resample, it's a new sound that's going to come out. Because it's not going to be the same sound that, that come out of it because you're using that sound and adding more, you're processing it by adding more layers to it, more effects to it. And then every time something weird comes out, out of it, there are times in which like, holy shit, what the fuck did I do? I just destroyed the sound and something glitchy is happening. That's good. That's good. Take some of that glitchy stuff, bro. Take take it out because you may actually use that glitchiest and expand it and then work around it. I give you this challenge. Make a drop. At least start with an eight drop, eight bar drop with that one bass loop, but when that one bass shot, resample it and make a drop out of it. You will see how fun and how easy that shit is and how unique your sound is going to sound. And not only that, it's going to sound much more cohesive because it was it, you, when you listen to when you listen to a lot of dubstep, sometimes there's artists that actually have like a sustained bass and at the same time it has a growl. And sometimes the growl and the bass are two different sounds, but somehow they sound this. They sound like it makes sense to each other. That's because all these producers, what they do is that they actually come up with that one sound. And they resample it to make it sound like that by post-processing it. And that's why the whole drop sounds very cohesive. It doesn't sound like this growl is our it's it this growl can be an F and this sustain bass can be an F, but it but you can tell that it's two different sounds. Right. It does like it, it sounds like you just you just slap that on the wall, and that's how it makes sense, you know. So I kind of, I would say I kind of did something like that in my track that I sent you fear. Um, I'm a person who loves sustains. Like when it comes to sustains, sustains are just amazing. I try to add it. I tried to add it in almost every project. Um, but like you can hear that I'm going to end up switching the sustain, but the sustain doesn't fit in the song. And like you can hear it in there. Well, dude, I'm going to challenge you to take one, one random sample from Splice or somewhere, take that bass shot and make a drop out of that one bass shot. Make a drop out of I'm it. Sure. Yep. And with, and believe it or not, you can do it and I can do it. We can have the same bass shot and it's going to sound differently no matter what. It's going to sound differently the way I do it and then the way how you do it. That's how it stands out from others. That's how it makes you stand out from others. And once you actually get the get the flow of doing that, every time you want to click into the project session and do a drop, man, you want to go ahead and do that shit and you already know all the process. In fact, you can even duplicate the same thing. You just change the shot to something else and then do the same process over and over, you know? It's, it's a fun process. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're coming out with new sounds that came out originally from you and before you know it your sounds just stands out from others like nobody can say like oh yeah he sounds like this like no no because the sound is not it's completely different than what others will would have done you know yep i I hear you and when i do do it um like once i get out of this writer's block and everything where i feel like i'm more out of it more creative um definitely uh send you like a sample and we can both work on like two different tracks and see how it goes absolutely man 
Absolutely, man. Go go for it, man. I can't. I honestly cannot wait. Now I got like two more questions that we can wrap this up, man. One of them. One of them is actually like, what are you currently doing, and what do you hope to accomplish in the future? So currently doing um, right now, I'm just currently like working, uh, waking up, going to work, coming home. You know, just taking it slow. Trying since I just moved back from PA, mm -hmm. um, I want to work on getting back out there. Like probably not PA, not move to PA, probably stay here in New York, get in my own place again, uh, a car and everything, and then work on music. Like, like I want to say full time, but like be more into it, giving 100% of my time to music or 95% of my time into music. And like with what I want in the future, like my biggest dream is to just be and on a stage behind the decks having people listening to my music and enjoying it fucking dope man fucking dope One or being out and hearing my music in public even better even better one last question and we can wrap it up but before we i ask you this last question um i'm gonna give you the floor right now and give you the opportunity to ask me something you know whether whether it's something about me or something about my experience with the music industry or something that i've dealt with like i'm an open book i've think of me i like i've been in this industry since 2010 i've been doing this yeah for 2010 we're 2022 for 12 years in the music in the nightlife scene i've been yeah no i've been in this industry for a long 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 time even even before when i was a dj so Like I'm an open book. Ask me about anything. If you got a particular question that you always want to wonder what the answer was, but nobody wanted to give you a direct answer, I'm more than welcome to answer it. So, yeah. Um. Like, what started all of this for you? Like, what made you like one day woke up? Hey, I want to do this for for up and comers, and also like with your music and stuff. Like, did one day you just think or, like you wanted to start making music, or did something happen where that made you into becoming like a producer or a dj all right so to answer to answer your first question of what made me started to be a podcaster i have to answer your second question first so what okay. actually make me into a music producer is like i like i mentioned to you like i've been a dj since i was 15 i'm 32 about to be 33 soon so i've been djing for 17 18 years and It, it's I said happy early birthday. Yeah, oh, thank you. You know, I mean, I, You're I'm, 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 I'm got like a few more months before it, but you know, I'm, it's getting closer. Um, so as I was getting older and older, I, you know, the whole hype of EDM starting to come around my island in Puerto Rico, and you know, seeing these festivals like EDC and Ultra and Tomorrowland and whatnot. Like I, I said myself, like, fuck, that is so wild. Like, I want to do that. I really want to do that because I love DJing. That that's when when I DJ is when I actually feel most alive, you know. That's when I give all my energy to it. So I ask around, I ask my one of my mentors, is like, hey, what do I have to do to be there? You know, to be this this like it's like, well, you gotta make music. I'm not a musician. So making music for me was a really, really task, like a really, really hard ass. And 
for me, it's like, uh, fuck, I got to make music just to do this shit. I wish I can, you know, skip around, but I, I, I always like the challenge. So that's where I started to learn how to make music. I started with house. Then when I went to SAE, I switched to dubstep because AA, I love Sunboy a lot and Squirrels too. And Knife Party, Rob Sawyer were one of my influences. Uh, Nitty Greedy was there. He was he started out as a melodic dubstep. So he, it was a very easy transition for me to switch from house to dubstep. And he, he even showed me how to do it. So because I was always scared how to do dubstep because I don't even know where to tackle it, you know. But once I once the roads were shown to me, I started tackling and before before you know I never looked back and I just went doing dubstep, trap, festival trap, mumba, um, bass house. I, bass house was definitely a lot of fun and, and yeah. And now I now I'm like more heavily focused on dubstep and you know anything that's within that dubstep genre, whether it's you know color base or it's tear out metal or you know even fucking bro step melodic dubstep like all that stuff i'm up to it i'm i'm currently working on on an ep i don't know if it's a full ep length or two ep parts but it's you know there's gonna be a a couple of tear out metals and and a lot of melodic and future rhythm stuff you know so it's something that i'm working on and to answer your first question as to why, it's like, remember earlier I was telling you, you know, I, I got myself burned out before my, my career started as a, as a touring DJ. Like I was already at the, at the step at the door because I was already touring around Florida, but I wasn't completely in because I got burnt out quickly because of my job. And where I used to live, you know, and I had to get out of that depression, that loneliness. I have to exit myself from there. And luckily, I was able to find a new job that I was able to do all the stuff that I want. Luckily, I was able to move out of there to a much more safer and friendly environment. And, you know, a few years later, I met the love of my life, you know, and... Yeah, and then I started to do stuff that makes me happy. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, music wasn't really... I feel like music wasn't really my calling call as I was trying to make it because I felt like I was starting to sound the same as others, you know? I was already getting old and I don't feel like this fin was about to take off anytime soon and then it will be a whole lot more to reinvest. And it's funny because it's around that same time I was already listening to podcasting with others, you know, not just EDM podcasts, but with other podcasts. And that's where podcasts came into play. My cousin, you know, said like, dude, like you got so much knowledge in the industry about the industry and about music production and whatnot. Like a lot of people will listen to you. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if people will listen to me or not, you know, like I, I wouldn't know, like, but I do like, I have like this urgency to like, I want to talk to somebody. I want to talk to you and myself in front of the camera, just break up a mic and just do it. Or even talk to you or talk to other guests that are in my show and just want to be able to like blow everything that I have, just let it all out, man. And then tell you it's the best feeling ever, man. 
one of the reasons I want, like I told you earlier in our, when we started it, one of the reasons I started the podcast, because I have many reasons. One of them is, you know, to help people out, help people like you to expose them as much as can, to find those hidden gems, you know, and put them out there on the map as much as of my power, you know? And the fact that I'm able to talk to people like you and the fact that I'm in some way, I was able to help you in some way, like it could be the tiniest little thing. And at the same time, me learning something about you, that's already fulfilling for me, you know? I always enjoy helping others. So this is for me, the happiest thing that I could ever done. And it's something that I will never give up. And it's something that I can see myself doing this for many, many, many years. You know, I don't see this as a short term thing like, oh, I'll just stick to this like for five years or whatnot. You can see myself doing this for 10, 20, 30, even up to 30, 50 years until I'm dead. You know, that's how, that's how invested I am with this show, you know, and especially it makes me happy that, that's i feel like that's like the most important thing like if you do something that makes you happy and you don't feel like you're forceful like it makes sense and i really don't care much about you know the count of my viewership or my followership I, that numbers for me isn't really my issue my that i i obviously i want my podcast to be big i definitely want to reach out to the audience as much as i can and and have this audience see all these talented people, you know, and and hear these experience, these stories from these people, because you know everybody goes for those for these struggles. And if they hear this, this might, you know, who knows that this could help out someone when they were listening. It's like holy shit, I thought I was by myself, you know, you know, doing this, but no, this guy was doing it, and this guy that I follow a lot. He's been going through it too. I, I don't feel alone anymore. I actually feel now connected and it, and I feel better now. And if that helps someone out there, if even it means one person, if it helps out, I'm already fulfilled, man. So that's why I, I do this podcast, man. I do this for the love and as, and makes me happy and it helps people out. And at the same time, just kick it, you know, and talk with other strangers. You know, I love talking to other people. So, and the bonus is, you know, exposing the industry. That's just the bonus for me. Just letting the people know how shitty it really is and exposing some ugly truths out of it, you know? Because people need to know it. They, it this cannot be something that could be hidden from others. No, like, people need to know this shit because if, A, it's the only way for us to be against it, B, it's the only way for us to, you know, to be better ourselves and be aware of these situations and C, um, it gives them like a some sort of a guidance to people to say like, okay, maybe the music industry isn't in it for me. Maybe I should share something else, you know, because it's not in it for everybody, you know. I see a lot of people that just stepped in and then disappear and you never hear from them again, you know. So, that's pretty much my answer, bro. Amazing. That's really good, man. You do this podcast with more um, priorities and stuff. I really appreciate what you're doing and what you're doing for the community and for us. No, no, I appreciate you guys for saying yes and have this sit down with me, you know. That I do appreciate a lot more, man. And I thank you for coming over to the show, man. I always welcome more people to come over, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. Before we leave, man, um, let me ask you this, like if somebody out there is listening to this show and listening to this last part, man, let's just say that you're walking down the street 
and all of a sudden an UFO shows up and an alien pops out and says, yo, we need your help because you and only you can help us out with our situation, man. And you're like, all right, dope, let's do this. What, what are we going to do? He's like, yo, but before we go, just so you know, you'll be out for a while. We don't know when are you going to be coming back. Here's a piece of paper, write three pieces of advice that you will give to someone. What are those three pieces of advice? Three pieces of advice that I'll give to someone is if you feel like you are unhappy with anything, whether it be relationship, music, or anything, mm-hmm. um, don't be afraid to speak up. Speak up for yourself. Don't be afraid to keep anything out and make sure people know your true intentions yeah. of anything. Um, second piece of advice, do what you love and don't let no one tell you different. Because at the end of the day, this is your life. Um, you are put on this earth for your life to live how you want it. Just follow the rules and be a good person. Um, my last piece of advice I'll give to someone is don't be that person who put other people down because it makes you happy. That's a very, very good. Be humble. Yeah. Yes. Because you get far in this world if you are humble rather than someone who is. Yep. And I'm a test to that, man. I've been a advocate about, you know, just be humble in this industry, you know, be a nice person, be friendly. Obviously, don't mix, don't mix with being friendly and humble with let others people use you. Like, don't let, don't let, don't be too good about the boundaries and be strict. Yeah. Be, be set some boundaries, but be professional and be courteous about it. Be very humble and 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 grateful about it. say like oh you know thank you for the for the opportunities you know that's what's important the opportunities you know because there are more than one opportunities is gonna come up you know always be grateful about this and be humble don't ever be like that type of person that's like I'm doing this to because I see this as a competition and I want me and me only like. Those people are never gonna last long, and I've seen them fall harder than they you can ever imagine. Like at this point, like I don't even know where they are right now. That's how I know they they fall off from the map, you know. Well, dude, thank you very much for having this time and have this sent down with me, man. It's an honor, brother, for you to come over to my show, man. Thank you so much for having me and this interview. Really appreciate it. Of course, man. Of course. Before we leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect from you in the future. Uh, you can follow me on SoundCloud at Aircode. Um, my Instagram is P-R-E-S-A-N-T-I-C. And what you can expect for the future is you'll be hearing a lot more of me. I'm going to be pushing hard for my music a lot harder than I am. Now I'm going to be pushing hard full force and hope to be out there one day and have you as a listener. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, my man, thank you so much for coming over to the show. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And of course, the YouTube channel at Lo- The Lone Wolf Podcast. That's youtube.com slash The Lone Wolf Podcast. When you can check all my latest episodes, comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me to cover, please let us know in the comments down below. 
and we'll do our best to cover it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. All right? Peace.